0: Welcome back to the Alter Tapes on the Anatomy of a Scream pod squad. I'm Jamie Howard with the Bloody Broads pod and with me
1: this week it is Nicole from the Bodies of Horror podcast.
0: Amazing. And I'm so excited because today Nicole and I are covering a short that we both feel incredibly strongly about. Um, it's called American Hell. It is by Robert Bryce Milburn. It's short. It's only what's six minutes and 45 seconds long, like yep. super short. And my God, does it pack so many punches into those six minutes?
1: Ooh, yeah. It is uh intensity from the top. And I was really delighted. I think I love a short short. Same. Because I think it's, you know, you got to be economical with your, your bits and pieces there. Yeah. And this one went hard, ended hard. And I really, I really liked it. You get, you get a lot in that six minutes. Same.
0: Well, you took all of my initial thoughts, truly. I mean, because what was crazy is opening up in such a literal kick in your face, like they, they, break the door in mm-hmm. and closing in such a there is no hope way I think accomplishes more in six minutes than than some other shorts that I've seen didn't even get to in 20 do you know what I mean like and this budget was probably I always highlight the budget I mean just from an actress perspective it's always interesting to me like you did like they did so much with so little, and I just said that about the last <laughs> short that I covered, but I'm always in awe of indie filmmakers because if you want to get something made and you're doing it yourself, like, uh, holy shit, <laughs> the amount of, you know, DIY you do and then the the lack of funds that you have to do it, um, but really just, I mean, they made a villain out of a petite woman and two men, and the men. One of them doesn't even have any lines. The cameraman. I thought that was really interesting that the cameraman doesn't speak at all.
1: Yeah, uh, I. I mean, it's a it's a very I think. Uh, interesting kind of format of the short, in that it is a little bit disorienting when yes very starts off because you you're like what's going on where are we what's happening um, it's a couple, it's uh, with a baby. Yes. And it is middle of the night and you just hear like this bang on the door. And so they get up, the uh, dude grabs a bat and it's going to go to the door and we kick off um, from there. And I think one of the things that really surprised me about this week, um, this is not the story that you think. It's going to be. Oh, at all. all. No,
0: it threw me for a loop.
1: Yeah, because you're like, okay, so home invasion. Yeah. What's this? But it's so much more, I think, especially with that end moment. Um, And you're just kind of like sitting with, okay, now what do these people do?
0: Well, and I think I tried not to read the comments underneath before we recorded because people always put their theories out there and and everything on on the Altar YouTube channel. But I did start reading them a couple of minutes before we started recording. I just got curious. And I'm glad that other people picked up on this as well. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I think especially with kind of given what Bodies of Horror covers, like that angle that you guys take on things. When she says you know, all these neighbors and nobody wanted to, nobody heard you, nobody's going to help you. I mean, what that truly just hit me so hard. I think especially post-pandemic we've just kind of been confronted with the reality of just because you have neighbors doesn't mean that you have community.
1: Yeah, that's I I think the exact message that it's kind of being hit on there. And when they break in... So they are going around. So they break into this couple's apartment. And you think, oh, they're just going to, you know, kind of torment them. Yeah. Lay them out and be done. Yeah. But it's really kind of a journey of who here is willing to help you. And no one is. They break into this neighbor's apartment. And he's in a corner backed up, um, and it's, you know, she kind of prods at him and was like, oh, are you deaf? Is, it, yeah. is that why you didn't hear the screams? Because during the time that they're, before they start going out to the neighbors, um, they're videotaping them. They videotaped the entire thing, but it's very kind of like, all right, now I want you to scream, so you can get right. the people here. I thought this was,
0: yeah, I thought this was going more the direction of almost like a purge, but where the rich people watch for entertainment, that part of Mm -hmm. the purge, you know, because she's directing them. Like you said, she says, be more pathetic, scream more, you know, gives them these crazy directions. And I, that was a whole other level of, you know, hunger games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And it is interesting, though, um, because we focus, you know, our first thoughts are with uh, the wife uh, Mm, of of the pair and then with the baby. You never, I guess I never really felt like they were really a threat. Like that they were like, like something bad would happen to them. I felt like they within a couple of seconds you begin to see that there's something else going on and that while they may torment these people this is really about making from a point yes yeah, yeah. totally and I, and I found that so so interesting one thing I wanted to bring up is, song, <sighs> yes. is the song yes what did you think of it oh
0: it definitely brought up a lot of emotion which I think I mean obviously it's the goal that's how you utilize sound and filmmaking <laughs> but but to me it elicited a lot of feelings of this is a circus like this is entertainment it felt very um, you know the famous give them bread and circuses
1: to me yeah yeah, um, and there's I, there's a, kind of a religiosity yes. um, to it as well, which I thought was really interesting because so I think um, you know just kind of really hits on this idea of you know, in this life we're just kind of alone Yeah We've got what got, we got so I had this, I was really surprised with how I think the song at first seemed a little awkward and and almost slightly out of place. But within that few seconds, it really starts to settle and um, it comes back at the end as well.
0: Totally agreed. And I did think it was interesting that one of her henchmen that wasn't carrying the camera had the devil mask on. Mm -hmm. I found that very interesting because it was, A, it reminded me of the mask from... Uh, the black phone. But Mm -hmm. B, anytime someone uses a mask in a film, to me, uh, A, I think of how masks are historically used to immediately establish a character. And then the second thing I always think about is, it's literally creating a different character that deals with whatever crime you're committing or act you're committing. I mean, we, even in a in a sexual sense, like a lot of films where there are sexual scenes, you know, is the famous like masquerade mask that people will put on to imply like they're doing this act that they wouldn't normally do. Um, and yes, it's to hide your identity in a more practical way. But I think in this short, I mean, they're broadcasting it. So they're not trying to hide their identity. They're they're willingly participating in it.
1: Yeah, and again, I think it's about like, the henchmen are, are there. Yeah, they're not the point. The right. point is this guy in this apartment building needing help and no one doing anything. And I think that you know it's it's explicitly stated when she's like. Uh, so, after they uh, break in to this neighbor's apartment, he's there, and she then tells this guy to kill him. And she's like, "Well, he was—he wasn't going to do anything hearing your scream, right? <laughs> and listening to your family get killed. So,
0: do it." And I think, again kind of now that we live in this world where a pandemic is very much still with us and we still are feeling the effects of it I I know for me personally it really shocked me just how not that I didn't think people were like wholesome and good all the time but it really shocked me how some of the kindest people that I thought were good people in my life turned out to be kind of assholes about simple things right like like wearing a mask for example Mm -hmm. um And it it really shocked me, kind of, you know, if if you can't even do this to help out your neighbor, like, who are you to go around saying, love thy neighbor as thyself? Like, (laughs) and I don't just mean religious people. I mean, people who, you know, anybody that espouses that kind of doctrine, whether religious or political or whatever. And I think that this especially, I mean again this short was such a gut punch for the entire six minutes and when she walks out of the room laughing while he does proceed to kill his neighbor and of all things not with a gun that would have been quick and easy but with a baseball bat and you know that's brutal and personal and frankly disgusting I mean I, like you said the brutality is the point
1: yeah oh no. it makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> No, you're exactly right. It is a brutality and they never offer like a different weapon to to do it quickly because that's the point. Make it personal. And the fact fact that it's in an apartment building, like, um, you know, I've lived in apartments and if your neighbors are being loud, you know, are you going to be that person that goes and knocks on their door and says, a, it's such and such time right <laughs> I need to go to sleep but if you hear someone in peril um what are you gonna do are you gonna have that same motivation to get up and go and knock on the door and say hey i is everything okay um or you know it's it's I, I think there is kind of this hypocrisy of if it disrupts our comfort in some way, um, and it's not posing an additional threat, we may do something about it. You know about it, but if there is a threat, we lock in. And I don't think that's you know self self preservation. Yeah, is, is okay, but you know when when your neighbors are being slaughtered. maybe
0: we help them
1: (laughs) yeah and of course like we you know there's so many different studies of kind of oh of course bypasser yes um,
0: bystander effect the Stanford prison study I mean insane amounts of studies that have proven like the more people that are watching something the less likely you are to get help which is horrifying to me personally like wow
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it was interesting too. He seemed to know a lot about the neighbor. Yeah, they he oh was, he knew his his name and everything. Yeah, I was because I'm like okay, well, maybe it's I don't know them, right? And no, he knew them. It seemed like they had engaged um, while living there. So I, yeah, I think that adds an extra kind of ick factor to it and that this is someone that you've engaged with that you know a little bit personally you probably know about their family you know yeah ab- about them and then to be like now kill them that's, oh god that's rough
0: well and then the the this is kind of my last thought before i go into my final thought but the state of the apartments was really interesting to me how the hallway wasn't finished and how they all looked to be like maybe one or two rooms at most they almost came across as like a motel situation but to me it was very post-apocalyptic and I was like oh this is dire straits for everyone involved and I think it just added another layer of commentary of you know how impoverished do we have to get before we're desperate?
1: Yeah, because this definitely wasn't like a luxury apartment, no. high rise, no, <laughs> plush thing. And she says she calls it a, a shithole at at the top when she's when she first gets into the couple's apartment. So yeah, it is. It does look pretty, pretty sparse and in a little. Run down, So I think that's such an interesting point about what kind of dire straits um you know, are these folks in, perhaps that we're not even thinking about,
0: yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm gonna give this uh, five out of five baseball bats. I thought it was immaculate. They did so much with so little. And I think this is really exemplary of what the altar channel is trying to showcase with shorts that, you know, sometimes these are stepping stones to features, but sometimes they're just proof that you can tell a story with hardly any time and it will still be so effective. Again, for me, as soon as the credit started rolling on this, I would just, I went, <laughs> You know, like I I was kind of holding my breath the last couple, the last 60 seconds or so. And there is no happy ending. There's no savior. There's no heroic moment, which a lot of people in the comments were like, I kept expecting there to be this moment where he says, no, I'm not going to kill him. And I'm like, y'all, it's a horror short. Like be for real right now. Um, But yeah, five out of five baseball bats do recommend. uh, And that's, I mean, that's my final
1: thought. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I give it five out of five devil masks. And (laughs) I really just like, you know, I I think we end with her saying, you know, what did you learn? Yeah. Because again, this was a lesson. There was a point to this. There there was a method to the madness of teaching um, this person that, you know, the people that are around you aren't that safety net. And it's it's one of those things, like you you said, when we started. I think, especially with the pandemic, it's been a harsh reality for so many people to realize yeah. that the you know, the the groups and the communities that we've knitted ourselves into for that safety, um, haven't haven't necessarily uh, been there in the way that we've needed them to yeah. be sometimes. And um, you know, we think at top that this is going to be a couple. That we're going to see murdered. Yeah. Oh, are we going to see this baby murdered? Is this going to be a short that goes to that place? And that's not the point at all. Um, You know, he's got a bloody nose. She's terrified. But they're still there. And now they have to live with not only the fact that no one cared that they were getting killed, but they've got blood on their hands as well.
0: Wild. I mean... Incredible job, everybody involved. Um, just amazing. Well, Nicole, where can the people find you and the podcast on socials? Yes,
1: so you can find me on Twitter, X. Um, <laughs> who's to say what tomorrow will bring? I was going to uh, say, who knows what it will be by the time this episode comes out. But <laughs> you can find me there at bodies Whore, And I have uh, made the journey over to bluer skies if you will over at blue sky um at bodies of horror over there but yeah um we are hitting the anatomy of a pod squad feed bi-weekly with new episodes so keep your keep yourself tuned to that
0: i'm finding you on blue sky right now um i was an early adopter and i love it for (laughs) I realized that people listening can't see my reaction, but I re- I literally did like the cheesiest white girl dance ever, and like raised the roof when Nicole <laughs> said that um I'm a big advocate because everyone there is really nice <laughs> it is it's a completely different vibe I know I know
1: i I was surprised,
0: yes, well, uh you can find us at Bloody Broads pod on literally every social media platform twitter Instagram uh blue sky drop us a gmail um myself i am glitter burrito on i don't really use twitter anymore as i've said before i have an account there if you just want to sit on it but <laughs> i'm on blue sky um glitter burrito.bsky.social because i know over there everybody has their own Uh, domain. And uh, my Instagram is my full government name. It's where all my acting stuff goes. Jamie Kirsten Howard. And hopefully you will subscribe to the altar tapes on both the podcast here on Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad, but also on YouTube. Don't forget to go and support those filmmakers, you guys. And the filmmakers uh, will be linked in the show notes. All right. Until next time. Goodbye. Academy of Scream Pod Squad